welcome to Future Built. I'm Chelsea Reber, and today we're visiting with Dr. Greg Lujan. He is the Department Head of Architecture at Texas A&M. You can check out the School of Architecture and all of our programs at arch.tamu.edu. And make sure to stick around until the end of the episode to learn how you can enter to win an iPad. Dr. Luan, thank you so much for visiting with us today. Thank you, Chelsea, and thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the School of Architecture. Sure. Well, I'm an architect. Uh, I'm a fellow in the American Institute of Architects, and I'm a professor, a scholar, and an author. I've been at Texas A&M now for three years, but actually I did, I'm an Aggie, Gigum. Gigum. <laughs> I did my uh, PhD here in, in architecture, uh, 2013 to 2016. And uh, what was really amazing about that, I, was, I actually have known Texas A&M since 2005, actually climbing Machu Picchu with several of our faculty and students uh, at a conference. And they recruited me to come do my doctorate here at, at A&M uh, starting in 2005. And I always said that I would come to Texas A&M when I got in between projects. It just took me seven years to do it. So. What are some of the programs that the School of Architecture offers, and how can students make the most of these programs? Well, we're looking for dedicated students. Um, you know, we clearly accept the top 8 and 10% across the state of Texas. We have non-professional programs as well as professional and research-based programs. So in our undergraduate program, we have a Bachelor of Science in Architecture, formerly the Bachelor of Environmental Design. We have a Master of Architecture, which is our professional degree, as well as a Master of Science in Architecture and a PhD in Architecture. So we're really looking for dedicated students that really want to come to A&M, not only to be Aggies, but more importantly, to be architects and thinkers. Very, we have a, a very creative culture here at A&M, and we really want to inspire students to influence change because we know that the professions that they're going to be going into are going to be radically different four to six years, depending upon how long they're with our program. Tell me about some of the more exciting things that happen in the School of Architecture. Well, everything is exciting. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't not say that things are not exciting here. Um, we, first, we have amazing faculty. We have uh, 42 amazing faculty across every discipline that you can think of that's related to the built environment. Um, I wish I had more time on this podcast to fill in and tell you about every one of it, but maybe that's for a, a subsequent <laughs> episode. But uh, we have faculties such as uh, Charlie Culp, for instance, who's inventing uh, new air conditioning systems that's radically gonna transform our understanding about what indoor air quality and air, indoor comfort would be. And so I'm very excited about that. But on the other side, we, ha we have faculty that are doing archeological digs in Greece and inventing new histories. Uh, and, and adding uh, context to our understanding of the built environment. So the easiest way to think about what makes our program really exciting is that there's two dynamic bookends. One really rooted in the traditions of Texas A&M with all these uh, cultural ideas about you know, leadership and, and respect uh, and selfless service, but at the same time, it's really driven by innovation. So if I was to think about them as bookends, one would be timelessness, these enduring values that just endure, but also, uh, you know, on the sense of innovation would really be about a currency and emerging trends. But as I just do documented with the archeological uh, digs, we're adding new information to these timeless values. So they're both uh, constantly in flux with one another. And that gets me really excited every day because we bring that right into the classroom. Maybe one of the easiest ways to understand it would be uh, you know, our faculty are in the knowledge creation and dissemination business, and they bring that directly into the classroom to our students. 
So a simple way of thinking about what makes our program exciting is that it's really a multi-dimensional textbook. I'm gonna go back a little bit. What got you interested in architecture from the very beginning? Well, uh, I can blame my parents and my brothers. Uh, you know, uh, to go back, I, I was born in the Bronx uh, in a very ethnically diverse, economically diverse uh, neighborhood. And uh, my parents were first generation Americans. Um, my father ended up being uh, an Air Force uh, uh, officer and uh, a rocket scientist that launched things into space. Uh, my mom was an emissary in the healthcare and fashion industry. And my two brothers, Dave and Steve, are both computer scientists and uh, fine artist painters. So I wanted to be situated somewhere in between them, but I, I didn't really know what that was. And so I had a, an amazing guidance counselor who had this huge wheel that turned things around and said, oh, you're good in math, you're good in science, and, and you want to be creative. You're an architect. And uh, so my assignment from my English class was to go interview an architect. And growing up in New York, that was very easy to go do, and I, I had amazing conversations. I met um, Edward Larrabee Barnes in New York City, and he really inspired me to find my soul in, in architecture. And I had an amazing opportunity to do that, which I was able to do in my undergraduate and graduate degrees. And uh, I became a licensed architect and started designing award-winning buildings all over the world. So for me, it, it was always ingrained into me to be creative and at the same time rigorous in the way that I was approaching my scientific enterprises. Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Apply for our graduate programs at arch.tamu.edu. I want to now talk about Camp Arch. How is the School of Architecture getting children and young adults interested in architecture, planning, and designing? I wish we recruited people to Camp Arch, but they actually come to us because they know about Camp Arch, which for me is really exciting. We have a very competitive, uh, uh, we have a very competitive program for Camp Arch. So we have hundreds of students apply, but we can only really take 80 students into our program. This past year, we actually had two sections of architecture students, so we had 40 students that were very specifically looking at the discipline of architecture, which is exciting. What I love about Camp Arch is it's interdisciplinary at its core. It's an immersive uh, week where students go from zero to 100. Uh, I like what my father always used to say, you know, students are like uh, an airplane. It just depends whether or not you need a runway or a catapult. Camp Arch is that catapult, and I'm very excited about what they do in just a, a one week's time. They learn the language of architecture, they learn software, they learn tools and techniques, they learn how to, uh, construction science learns how to do cost estimating and, and programming. Uh, landscape architecture learns how to design the built environment from the planning all the way up through the, the landscaping. But the one missed opportunity, for, in my opinion, about Camp Arch is that we don't really collaborate together. But that's, the, uh, that's part of our strategic plan, and it's really something that I really want to grow in terms of Camp Arch. Um, the seeds are there, and for the advantage for those students that participate, we have scholarships that bridge them from high school into uh, our programs. And I'm very excited about that. I, I, I get really excited and emotional talking about Camp Arch because I see the potential of it. And it's that same unbridled potential and passion that we have in our own program. So what is Camp Arch? Well, Camp Arch is an immersive week experience for high school um, sophomores and juniors uh, where students can uh, apply. First, they have to apply to our program. 
and then get accepted because it's very competitive to go in. We only have 80 slots. So it's very competitive for students to come in. We have hundreds of students that apply. 80 come to our camp and it's a, a week-long experience where the parents drop their kids off in the morning uh, on Monday and they're with us. They stay here. There's a sleepover uh, camp in the dormitories. But it's really about building camaraderie uh, through the lens of architecture, landscape architecture, and construction science. Do y'all work with high schools in the area? Is it in Texas? Are you mainly kind of recruiting from this area for, for students to come to Camp Arch? Sure. Well, they come from all over Texas. Um, we have uh, pipeline schools. Uh, in Fort Worth, Dallas, Frisco, uh, and of course our, our local areas in Bryan and College Station. So students all over Texas know about us already. And in fact, many of our former students are their faculty members or high school instructors. So they know about Camp Arch and so they send students to us. You asked a, a really interesting question. I see that that's a real growth opportunity for us as a department. One, I really wanna have design weeks and design days that take what we do in architecture and bring it to the local high schools, uh, more importantly, even into the grade schools. We know that students that are five years old are more creative than people that are 30, 40 years old. So how can we tap into that creative experience and, and really re start recruiting them at the youngest ages so that just like Texas A&M, where students really wanna come to A&M, let them really wanna come to architecture. Tell me about some of the research that's being done in the department right now. Our, our research, as I described it a little bit earlier, is I, I would characterize our program, especially in the research and our faculty, as an, and as an unbridled potential. We have amazing group of faculty. We have 42 faculty, and I, like I said, I wish I had more time to tell you about each one of them, but our faculty is really um, driven by industry standards, uh, policies, procedures, and uh, protocols, but also the projects. We have uh, amazing designers uh, that are not only designing affordable housing across the state of Texas, like uh, James Michael Tate, uh, who's an assistant professor, but we also, he's working with industry to create new uh, products for the state of Texas with the Texas Forestry Service, for instance, uh, doing cross-laminated timber. We also have faculty, uh, Charlie Culp, for instance, that's designing groundbreaking air conditioning. Uh, so that is radically going to change our understanding about indoor air quality as well as indoor performance. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. So our work in a lot of ways is the rubber that hits the road. We have amazing ideas. Um, a lot of it gets funded, um, but a lot of it is applied. We have driven by creativity. We have faculty that are doing exhibits all over the world. Our work was featured in the Seoul Biennale as well as the uh, Venice Biennale. We have an exhibit going on right now in Bologna in Italy, um, and we're looking to really broadcast what we do and position it uh, not only across the nation, but across the world. How are Texas A&M architecture students prepared for a constantly changing industry? Well, uh, first, uh, I'm going to give a huge shout out to our advisory council, um, which just started. Um, uh, they are, in fact, the industry that is uh, reporting back to us what the trends are that they're facing on a daily basis. So they're helping us see the world beyond the academy. We're bringing that information back into the classroom and, and really developing this multidimensional textbook where we're taking ideas from their history and theory classes and immediately applying them to building technologies or even design studios inside the classroom. So this kind of flexible environment that we're developing is, is really dynamic. And so as a result, the students 
are not only on the front end of change, but we also are educating them. We know that the careers that they're plugging into are going to be radically different than when I went to school or many of our faculty went to school. So by plugging into the uh, Architecture Industry Advisory Council, they're helping us almost doing like a remote sensing and helping us be more nimble. As a result, we translate that back into our students. How does the architecture department help students financially? Uh, well, we offer a tremendous amount of scholarships. We, um, our former students are very generous back to our department. Um, uh, we, on average, uh, between five hundred and six hundred thousand dollars a year in, in funding that goes to student experiences. Uh, it's really driven by how do we place the students in the or position our students for the best possible experience. Uh, part of that is uh, we require students to be away for a year. Um, so they have a choice of going to our campus in Italy or in Spain or to do internships. And because many of our former students had those same experiences, they're bringing those back and they want to pay it forward for our students as well. So they, most of that is done through scholarships, for instance. You've been the department head for three years. Yes. Do you have any recent students that have really been memorable for you? Every one of my students is, is really memorable because they're bringing what their preconceptions about architecture uh, are, and we're allowing them to find their voice. You know, we put students in challenging positions where they have to make choices and, and demonstrate their decision-making in the classroom. That could happen through software, that could happen through um, understanding about built environment or how to make things. Um, but I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, we had a, a student uh, last year, uh, Jack, who uh, was in our Master of Architecture program. He um, came to me and said that he wanted to design a, a lung cancer uh, treatment facility. And, you know, and again, those are very complex facilities. I mean, people spend years that are very well-educated architects with years of practice designing these. So I, I asked him why. And he said that uh, his mother uh, passed away when he was six years old. And so it became a really passionate experience. And I said, but how are you going to be able to do that? And he goes, you know, beyond the loss of my mother, what really stuck in my mind was I'm in this cold, dismal space while my mother is receiving this, her medication. And I knew at that point not only was loss present, but I had a very strong awareness of my built environment needing to be improved. And so that was a little bit of an aha moment for me that maybe we need to understand first how the students are understanding what they're bringing to the table and how we can help to improve that. And so th th that was uh, fantastic. But we have many other students that are taking those personal uh, goals or passions and applying them directly to everything that they do. You've been to other schools, you've worked at other schools, you've worked in the industry. What sets Texas A&M's Department of Architecture apart from others across the country? I described it a little bit earlier about our faculty having this a dedicated, unbridled passion and purposefulness in everything that they do. And they bring that cutting edge uh, mindset directly into the classroom. We partner that unbridled passion with a tremendous amount of resources. And whether or not it's through scholarships or facilities or, or really just a mindset of what's next. 
um, for our students, we're really recruiting students that want that same kind of dedication where they can align their passions and purpose with this unbridled passion of our faculty and align that not only for resources that we can bring through scholarships and fellowship opportunities, but it's really about discovery. At the, at the end of the day, what really sets our program apart is that we approach the built environment uniquely differently. We also have a really strategic way of thinking about the total life of a student from Bachelor of Science in Architecture to Master's to PhD. We can actually go from the, uh, an early idea of understanding disciplinary ideas all the way through the profession to research and really catapult them. So their entire life span in, in architecture, in architecture education, happens here. Many other programs only have the bachelor's degree or the master's degree or a master's and a PhD, but we can actually address all three of those spans in our program. So that makes us unique, but it also makes us even more uh, adept at, the, at understanding the built environment because of, we have landscape architecture who we can partner with or construction science. So now not only do we have the ability to think vertically across all of our programs, but now horizontally across the entire school. So we can not only plan designs, we can design them and deliver them, but more importantly, teach the students how to build. And, and then we do post-occupancy evaluations that plug into all of our research programs or we uh, go into facility and asset management where we can be on the back end of buildings and understand how they perform to ultimately bring that back into the research to improve our built environment so it improves all of our decision making. You've talked so much about the programs and the, the experiences that the students can get. What is the culture like in architecture? Well, we're 100% driven by a creative culture. And so if you connect creativity to this unbridled passion, that I keep describing. Um, what you really are is you become as unbounded as your imagination. So what we tried to do is foster as much creativity and imagination as we possibly can. And that happens right on the first day when you walk into our building. Um, students are not only have to understand uh, how to harness that imagination, but how to tap into it. So that idea of discovery is really critical to everything that we do. So that courses through not only our design studios, a lot of what I've been talking about is design studio, but studio is only 30% of our curriculum. So we have university studies and 30% uh, or 33% of our curriculum is coming from the university where they're tapping into sciences and history, but uh, we'll call that the core curriculum is 33%. We also have 33% learning about uh, building technology and systems and structures and sustainability and resilience. But what really stitches it all together is the design studio where you're thinking again, not only vertically changing in scale and complexity, but you're also integrating all those courses into the design studio and challenging yourself how to see and imagine the built environment. For me, that gets me up in the morning every day because every day the problem changes. And so it, it, it's really inspiring. Can you expand on some of the different programs that you have within the department? Sure, I'll talk specifically about career change at the graduate level. Uh, career change is for students that do not have a pre-architecture degree, um, like computer science, for instance, or interior design. You can have any other degree, and then you can continue on into our Master of Architecture program. That gives them an immersive cohort 
that they focus specifically on how to see the built environment, how to draw, represent, but more importantly, how to analyze and evaluate so we can connect their design thinking processes, maybe from computer science or undergraduate studies architecture or interior design, all these programs that the students come in, and they're amazing students. But what's interesting is that that cohort of student is amazingly dedicated because they really want to be architects at this point. They want to be Aggies, but they, they want to be architects first. And so we create a, an immersive context for them. It's very rigorous. Um, it allies them with their previous um, programs, you know, in computer science, and we empower them to be uh, like a Montessori program to help to educate their colleagues. So by being together for a summer, fall, spring, summer, that they actually grow as a cohort, and then they uh, get automatic acceptance into our Master of Architecture program. Really dynamic. Do you have any other programs that are in the works right now? We do. We actually have uh, three undergraduate programs. Uh, two are aligned with professional programs. So we have non-professional, professional, and research-based programs. So we're planning new degree programs at the undergraduate level. For instance, uh, design studies, which will be a non-studio-based curriculum uh, that'll intentionally connect students from our undergraduate program enable them to get a degree, but then plug in to our career change. We have a, a professional Bachelor of Architecture degree, which will be a five-year NAB-accredited architecture degree, which will connect them again into our master's program, but with advanced standing. And we're also planning a Bachelor of Science in interiors. And interiors is, is plural, intentionally, not to say interior design or interior architecture. It itself is a totally different type of degree. We're intentionally learning from post-COVID times to intentionally create an interiors degree that works across strategy, but also with the radical change in commercial real estate. How do we adaptively reuse and align with emerging principles in interiors? We're hoping that all three of those programs will be STEM designated. We're also inventing an online master's uh, in, of science in architecture degree which will help us to align our cutting edge research with degrees like interiors, fabrication, energy, and health. That'll be a non-thesis based program that will help us to catalyze and really connect strategically emerging trends that are happening in the field. You mentioned how Aggies give back to Aggies and former students are such a big part of the department. Why is it important for those students, former students, to come back or give back to the department? Well, I think, you know, the mantra that we have as Aggies, right, it's very difficult to understand from the outside and difficult to explain. But when you get to our program, you, you really get to know everyone because of the relationships that we build through the studio culture that we have. Uh, the relationship between faculty and students is amazingly dynamic. And the relationship from students to students just never stops. That Aggie bond never stops. You know, we have 25% of our students go on to Ivy League schools. Another 25% of our students go on to Berkeley's and Michigan's and Georgia Tech's. But it's really, they are always Aggies. So I swear that you know when you come to Aggieland, maybe it's the ring, it's a magnet that brings you back. But you know when I ask that same question to our, our advisory council, they say that they really want to pay it forward because when they were in school, someone else enabled an experience for them and they want to be able to 
strengthen and enable that experience for the students, knowing so much more from industry that they really want to give back in a totally different way. So when will some of those new programs that you guys are working on, when will those be implemented? Uh, the Master of Science uh, online degree is being put in the pipeline this year. And we're hoping that it comes online because we already have an existing Master of Science and Architecture degree, uh, which is thesis-based, but we're, we're making this online program to be non-thesis-based. So since we already have that in the pipeline, we're hoping that that gets uh, approved this year and hopefully comes online in 2024. Uh, the other three programs are in various uh, stages, but those will all be put in again by October, and uh, those should be able to go live in 2025. Very excited about all three of those programs. So when I'm looking around, whether I'm in the Bryan College Station area or just anywhere else, what might I see that an Aggie designed? Well, you really don't have to go too far. You just look over at Kyle Field and really, say, yeah, and or Bluebell Park, you know, or most of the buildings that are on the A and M campus. There's an Aggie somewhere involved. Uh, you know, whether or not it's new construction, like the the rec center right right next to Langford, uh, designed by a former student, actually designed by one of our advisory council members. So I can give a shout out there. Um, but um, you know, you know, we educate students to really be wholeheartedly creative and to be designers. But when students plug into architecture firms, right now there's 63 different possible career paths for an architect inside of a firm, ranging from business development to BIM specialist to, to architect. But we train students to think broadly when they're in the classroom, but then they translate those experiences. We have uh, former students uh, Adrian Smith designed the Burj Khalifa, the world's tallest building. Uh, we have a former student, uh, Harold Adams, uh, who recently passed away, but designed the Kennedy Memorial, the eternal flame that you may become familiar with. Or uh, Brian Truby, who designed the last uh, Super Bowl uh, building, the SoFi Stadium, or HKS, the amazing former students like David Skaggs, who uh, designed the, the stadium in, in uh, Los Angeles, the SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. So, or uh, Brian Truby, who designed uh, the Cowboy Stadium. I mean, so you don't really have to go too far away from Texas, but if you do, you can go to the Burj Khalifa and go find another place to look at. That's amazing, very cool, yeah. very cool. And you just keep turning out more architects and more things are gonna be built by Aggies. Hey, you know, our biggest uh, project that we will ever have is our students. And uh, so that touts a lot to the Aggie experience and the student experience. I, you know, one of the core values is leadership. And uh, many of our former students go on to be leaders of the world's largest firms. And even if they work for boutique firms or small-scale firms, they are, in fact, um, sole practitioners or lead designers. So they really become the leadership. And that's, I think, a lot why they want to give back because they're really, we're educating not only architects, but future leaders of our built environment. Well, Dr. Lujan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you very much for having me again, Chelsea, and very much appreciate it. You can follow the school on social media at TAMU Arch School and follow the Department of Architecture at TAMU Arch.